first time we did this, I forgot to hit record, so... Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you all for still listening, the eight people out there that do. Um, and also, thank you, Rob, for the intro music. It only took you 10 months to help out the podcast with your branding, the Crappy Curious, but better late than never is what they say. Um, since we are locked down, quarantined, imprisoned, whatever you want to call it, uh, there's a lot of time to miss your barber. And uh, I can see the video of Dave, and he's not looks like Stephen Adams. And I was joking the other day, I'm going to end up looking like Saddam Hussein when they found him under the bunker. (laughs) (laughs) But a good thing about the quarantine is uh, plenty of time to game. And that's what we're talking about today. We are talking about the Final Fantasy VII remake. So a little history for y'all. In 1997, the RPG world was changed forever when the original Final Fantasy dropped on PlayStation. PlayStation 1 for you kids back home. Um, it was universally praised as one of the best games of all time. Um, I don't think you can find someone to have a bad word about it. If they are, they're just being a contrarian. So fast forward to 2020, and like I said, we have a remake, and the story follows a protagonist named Cloud Strife, who's an ex-military soldier. He joins an eco-terrorist group called Avalanche, and they get together to stop the evil Shinra company from bleeding the planet dry of its life force known as Mako, even though it should probably be pronounced Mako like a Mako shark. But you guys don't want to listen to me talk about it. I get tired of my own voice. So when you start a podcast, the first thing you do, you look to your blood, you look to your buddies, you look to your friends, you look to the click. Or the people you went to high school with. In this case, it's uh, Drew and Dave, who you might remember from the uh, previous Top 5 Video Game Podcast. How y'all doing? Good. How's it going? Good. Doing well. Doing well. Just going a little stir-crazy, but we're hanging in there. Yeah. And uh, speaking of spur-crazy and sucking, uh, first time we did this, I forgot to hit record. So that's on me in the interest of full disclosure. <laughs> we're back. So well, You done goofed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to lie to our fans out there, but anyway, how are y'all uh, dealing with the uh, quarantine? What's up? Uh, a lot of gaming, a lot of Netflix, and a lot of studying, actually. Yeah, at least you're being productive. Yeah. That sounds awful. Uh, a lot of working, <laughs> Netflix, and gaming. <laughs> so, yeah. About the same. Yeah, other than, well, I work a little bit. It's uh, We're in a weird spot being an independent contractor, but... Yeah, still good to have some opportunities. So think whatever deities up there for games. So speaking of games, what have y'all been playing? And you might as well throw in what have y'all been watching on Netflix during the lockdown? Okay, I'll jump on it. Sorry. <laughs> Netflix is an obvious choice. Uh, Tiger King, if you haven't watched that, and you're just missing some of the best TV of all time. Um uh, Gaming-wise, finished the last GTA, 
played the new Ori game and played Uncharted 3 and 4, uh, among other things, uh, but uh, also Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone watched Tiger King at this point. We all know Carol Baskin did it. It's very, it's very clear. Um, <laughs> I played both Ori games. Uh, near, uh, I, honestly, I can't even remember at this point. I, I just beat one and then move on to the other until seven came out, which they pushed back originally. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What's we can not talk pushed back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm still waiting on you, Last of Us. I need you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But I guess I've I've watched uh, season two and three of Black Lightning. Uh, I've watched uh, The Mandalorian finally. Uh, this is the way. I uh, played Link's Awakening. I feel like I'm forgetting something else. Uh, Octopath played that. So many hours on that. Final Fantasy VII, and now I am playing Animal Crossing. So please invite me to your island so I can share some of the fruit you have. I'm not a thief, as some people would accuse me of. They- Lies. Lies. <laughs> oh, I'm a great guy. Don't forget that... that we're becoming professional FIFA players while all this oh. is going on. Too. <laughs> oh my god! I've we've done the co-op seasons, Dave and I, and then Rob and I, and FIFA's some BS. Uh, th- 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 I hate that game. I love it, worst obviously, game. but I... worst game ever made. <laughs> yeah, people online. <sighs> Whatever. We're not here talking about. You got to promote your tr- your Twitch channel, though. Oh yeah, my Twitch channel, Twitch.tv slash. The Beach 88, T-H-A-B-E-A-C-H 88. So I was born in 1988. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Watch me and Dave struggle. <laughs> Although we're True. on a hot streak. We're on a hot we streak. So. One day hot streak. Yeah, you don't want to see us. Um, but we're not here to talk about sports. We're here to talk about real nerdy stuff. And we're talking about Final Fantasy. So when did each of you guys play the original and how much did you enjoy it? Uh, for me, it was 99, 2000. Uh, the first one I played was eight, <clears throat> eight. And then, uh, I, I can't remember if I played nine next or seven, but either way it was the PS one games. Uh, and yeah, I kind of backtracked from there and played all the older ones. And here we are today. Yeah. After me and Drew went to E3 last year, I kind of got, uh, we played the demo for the remake and I was very intrigued. So I started playing that pretty much immediately upon returning home um, and played that off and on until I got to last boss and rage quit for forever um, and waited on this remake that uh, we're going to talk about today. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I started with eight. Drew introduced me to it, went to seven and then, nine and then uh some of the older ones were re-released on ps1 from like the nintendo and super nintendo days and i've played all of them ever since except uh final fantasy 11 which was the online one that drew has extensive experience on Uh, r.i.p to my man grad zoo he was a real one (laughs) so you guys um had a unique experience you went to probably the last real e3 ever last year um considering what's going on in the world now and the fact that so many major um, companies are like pulling out of E3 to do their own thing. Um, and you played the demo. So how did you, um, how was the demo compared that you played there compared to the demo that came out before the game to everyone and the actual game? Was it pretty much the same feel? Did it make you more or less excited? Um, I think just kind of just playing it was more the experience there because I think the demo was probably 15 to 20 minutes and you had to wait three hours to get into the, to the booth, 
which we kind of touched on in the last one. But um, and then with the actual demo, it's about forty minutes. So it's really hard to get a feel for how the combat plays. It's you know the first boss is completely different from even the second and the third. So it was it was good just to see it in person, which I think was the hype. But I mean, you, you don't take too much away from a demo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, the E3 demo was like he said about fifteen minutes. It's the latter part of the first 45 minutes of the game, which I believe is the demo. I did not play the demo when it was released just because I wanted to wait till the full release. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just, I left E3 most excited about this game and I'd never even played a Final Fantasy iteration. Uh, Gameplay kind of had me hooked right then and there. Here we are today. Yeah, this uh, this whole remake, I guess it was originally announced in 2015. It feels like it was announced so much longer. Like, you know, Kingdom Hearts, they dragged their heels for 37 years, and the game was so bad, I stopped playing it for two hours. Um, hey, say that. <laughs> <laughs> too many video clips. Um, so you would say both of you on a scale of 1 to 10 were probably 10s going in expectations-wise. Uh, after Kingdom Hearts 3, I dropped it to like an 8 because it's the same director. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that, man. Them internet trolls yeah. is out. After, after playing at E3, it kind of gave me a taste. And it it's it was a better iteration of what Kingdom Hearts tried to do, which we'll we'll talk about a little more as we get you know go along here. But uh, I was probably like a 9 when it was coming out. I've obviously never put as many hours in a short time on a game, so I was pretty excited. Yeah, I wasn't... Um... I guess looking to compare Kingdom Hearts is its own thing. Um, I guess what I was going to compare it to in my head the whole time was Final Fantasy 15, since those are the first or well, the only two real Final Fantasy games have come out on like the PS4. I mean, World of Final Fantasy is an underrated gem, but it's childish a little bit. Um, the gameplay is really fun. So I was going to compare it to 15 and uh, we will get in that both games. I think I, I really like 15, but these two are, very different, although the combat isn't too dissimilar. So um, before we dive in, if you haven't played it, you don't want to hear about it. This is your official spoiler warning. I won't feel bad for you regardless, but there's a disclaimer, and you can't say I'm an actual asshole for not mentioning that. Um, we won't go into all the plot points because there's a lot to uncover and um, some things with the old game and whatnot, but just wanted to let y'all know. So. Um, let's get into it. So when you first turned the game on and started, was it coming out last, last Friday from, we all beat it in like less than a week, but, um, (laughs) what was, what were your first thoughts when you first, uh, meet cloud and meet avalanche and get into Midgar? Like what was your initial reaction? Um, I mean, for me, it's a little different because I played the demo, but it was just kind of like sitting down, taking it in like, all right, well, you push this back a month at the beginning and it's been like you said, five years since they announced it and just kind of settling in. I mean, I didn't play it at the get-go like you all did, but uh, I kind of jumped in the next day. But it was just kind of like, all right, here we go. Yeah, I mean, that first video clip that you get had me kind of over the moon, just to be honest. It was one of the best clips in a game that I'd ever seen graphically. Um, I played some really good graphics games recently, um, and they keep getting better, obviously. But that opening clip just, I mean, had me over the moon about it. I was really excited. Obviously, I hadn't even gotten into any gameplay. But then you start 
getting introduced to all the characters and it's a trip down memory lane. So nostalgia kick is always good to, or can be good. And this, I think they did a good job uh, getting you settled in. Yeah, if I had any pants on at the time, I'd probably need to change them, but I didn't have any on. <laughs> so um, that was good. I mean, it was a Friday night. Um, <laughs> I really like that. Uh, now, now, this game, um, Midgar, is the main setting. Um, it is a, let's see how you would describe it. It's a giant city. So um, there's these floating plates on top where, like, the uh, richer people live. And on the bottom, it's more slummy where... The poorer people and the real, real working class live. I think they did a great job as you explore the uh, setting that, you know, the bottom, it's really slummy. Like they're really struggling out here. It looks like some of the uh, clips from the Welcome to Jamrock video that Damian Marley right. was showing. <laughs> um, and then when you get to go up top where like the Shinra employees live, you're like, oh, this is like a nice little realistic city. They have nice paving roads and lighting and TV. Um, so I think they did a, uh, and I mean, that's a sort of like a subplot, like the class disparity in battle in the game anyway. Um, so I was completely immersed in, uh, much like Drew said, um, a walk down memory lane. It's like before it was on PS1, now we're in full 4K HD reimagining. So I was uh, full throttle Charlie's Angels, you know. <laughs> you know, it was weird okay. seeing them as not block characters. I know, right? Um, yeah, just to, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah the uh, Tifa wasn't quite as... Uh, you know where I'm going with this one. Yes. Um, in, in the original, um, just like many... This isn't just Final Fantasy. I feel like there's a lot of guys working on these games, and maybe they're stereotypical nerds, and they make these really curvy characters, just like comic books. Uh, Tifa, her... Were they polygons? She had a lot yeah, of blocks yeah. on her chest. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, they kind of did that justice again. <laughs> yeah, I actually read an article about that yesterday. They accidentally had her breast at one fifty percent on the original game, and then they realized their mistake and went to the director, and he was like, "No, leave it that way." <laughs> so they so that was kind of the backstory. But who does she remind you of now, Bryson? Uh, S Club. Oh yeah, S Club. If y'all ever watch S Club Seven on uh, Fox Family, ABC Family, uh, she doesn't have the accent, but it reminds me of Rachel from uh, S Club Seven. Never had a dream come true till the day I met you. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the graphics were on point. The characters looked realistic, even in a world full of magic and machines and uh, clones and all that kind of stuff. So the story itself, not too. Um, get into all the points but how did you think it was paced i know dave you might have had some issues with uh, chapter 14 so the game is broken down into 18 chapters um how did you got each of you think the plot was paced and uh, was it easy to understand or did you guys have to rely on playing the previous game to fill in gaps other people would have to um i think it's kind of weird because when when it was story intense you know it, it, it flowed fairly well i think some of the some of the things kind of slowed it down, like the the stupid robot hand, if you all know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, and then they they grouped all the like side stuff into three chapters, which y- it's kind of weird going from hardcore story to all side stuff that's really not too relevant and doesn't build too much on the characters. 
Um, but in general, I mean, I, I put 40 hours into it. I mean, and it wasn't really tired of it by the end, so they must have done something, right? Yeah, I have to agree. I think generally the pacing of the story was fairly good. Uh, the first two sets of side quests, I can't really gripe about. They were after big events. Um, you kind of got a lull in the story or a little pause anyway, so you had the option to do those. Uh, my big issue with Chapter 14 is that you're in this situation where uh, the main characters are saying, we've got to go, we've got to go, you know, we're on a time crunch, we got to make this happen. And then all of a sudden, all these things come available for you to do. Uh, and you know, they're going to take several hours. Uh, but that's, that was kind of my gripe with it is why are we doing these trivial things when we're gung ho on getting to basically the climax of the story? But why are we sidetracking and now trying to take a little lull here. You could have spread this out over the game or could have had it earlier in the game, that kind of thing, to give you more option as you go along and not feel so pressed to do them towards the end. Um, otherwise, as far as the story itself, I think it was fairly easy, like Drew said, as, as it's moving along, it's fairly easy to understand. I think you just run into, it does help play in the older game just to fill in some of the character gaps. Um, some of the... Some of the NPCs uh, from the original game, too, uh, you know a little more about them. Uh, in particular, I'm, I'm kind of referring to the numbered shoulder um, people, <laughs> the old people. Yeah, I don't know how to really say it without uh, just saying what it is, but uh, the guys with the numbers on their arms, we, we kind of have a good understanding of what they are, or at least close to, and they're not really described in this game, which isn't a bad thing because it leaves mystery, but it would be confusing to your average gamer picking it up for the first time. Right, but even in the original, they didn't hint on what it was until this two or three, so it's... Right, yeah. Like, it, like we're going to get the references because they're hinting at it, but like if you're new coming into the game, like the only thing you're going to miss is like an Easter egg or... Right. Some obscure reference. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was paced well as well. Only thing, like I'm going to say, I think it was too linear, except for, I think it's chapter 5 and 14, where you just get like, hey, here's a bunch of side quests. Do those real quick. Um, it's not like Final Fantasy 13, which is the most linear Final Fantasy of all time. There's literally no wiggle room. It's like, all right, right now you're snow and lightning. You're going to go here. Now you're vanilla and can't even think of the other characters' names. You're going to go here. There's no like going back or side missions. Um, I just think, like like Dave said, they could have sprinkled like side quests or more arena fights, or could have thrown in monster hunts like they had in like 12 and 10 at different points. Um, I feel like the game keeps you locked in. One thing I didn't like, it was fun, but I didn't like it. It feels like whenever there's a boss fight, there's always like four or five in a row. Like you fight um, something in Sector 7, and then you're fighting Reno, and then you're fighting somebody else. It's just like, let me have a second to breathe, man. Let me have a second to breathe. And it's the mostly because all the, all the bosses are so different. You might have to stop and change your material or strategy or look at your weapons. Um, but it's just like bang, bang, bang. And then pretty good storytelling. Like the story, like I mentioned earlier, Kingdom Hearts. I couldn't do it. The video clips are way too long. There's some there's some long video clips in here, but they kept me engaged because the the voice acting, the character development, even of the NPCs, and um, we'll get to the dozens of Shinra characters that are in there. Oh, they're yeah. all 
they're all decent enough that you know they're all different enough that it's not just like bland stuff you actually care about the people um so yeah that, that's my complaint it's just a little too linear in points um wish there was more stuff to do i especially would have liked to see hunts like hey there's a monster out there go hunt it down i really like that in 10 and 12 um but that's just me so we touched about it would be it would be about the same understanding for new people as we might have had in the original game um the gameplay itself how did you like the battle system um and then go into detail with how you leveled up your weapons did you use auto level did you do it a certain way and uh, did you understand the materia well i'm sure you guys did because you played the old one but how do you think a newbie would understand the materia and did you like that system compared to other ones uh, I mean, I, I think the gameplay was was actually really good. Um, the materia system was explained fairly well because it is different than the original. Uh, they, I mean, they put pretty good descriptions in the game. Uh, the weapon upgrades were pretty easy, and I did all mine manually, which, as you all saw from my Twitch, I was just scrambling around the menu trying to find something to upgrade. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I thought they... It, it's going to be easy for new people. And I think they had to find the balance between catering to everyone that wanted the remake and then the new crowd. Um, but no, the, the, the battle system was good. I hated getting knocked down in the middle of a cast that took up two bars. Uh, but we'll, we'll just move on from that point. That part was very frustrating. <laughs> I guess they had to have some kind of frustration to it. Um, Cause otherwise I, I think it was a fairly simple yet, it could be complex system. Um, that was, yeah, I think my favorite part of the game was the gameplay. And I think a lot of people are, are going to come out of this saying the same thing. Uh, just I, if you've played kingdom hearts before, I feel like it's a lot like kingdom hearts. I really do. Uh, but I think they did everything on another scale, another level better, um, than they ever have before. Uh, I, I like that you can, play this different ways me and uh, bryson which i'm sure you're going to talk about i apologize uh both played it a little more a little more hack and slash than drew or i think aaron's probably playing it but there are plenty of options uh materia for the most part is well it, it is a lot better explained than the original <laughs> uh they kind of go through it with you explain what you, each one does uh but I like that there's a lot of options with that. Uh, easily my favorite part of the game, though, um, and every character is a little bit different. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the other day I was watching uh, Drew play and our friend Chev, Aaron, is also on the Top Five Game podcast. They they um, they're a little bit more strategist than I am. Me, I was like, okay, I don't have the auto block move on my materia, which is pretty handy. I've had, I just have parry on cloud. Um, I have all my stuff to start my ATP gauge, ATB gauge full so I can use assess, which is like the most useful material I think ever to find out what a weakness is and then immediately cast a spell um, and just go attack, attack, attack. Um, so like one of Drew's fights with Rufus is one of the bosses, like he took his time and figured it out when I fought him, like I died once it was over in two minutes. And then when I beat him, it was over in two minutes. It was just balls to the wall how I played. But that doesn't mean that was necessarily necessarily right. Um, there's plenty of different ways to attack each boss. Um, it's mostly about breaking the stagger gauge, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Like I said, I played Octopath Traveler before this, and a lot of the strategy in beating the big bosses on that didn't really 
didn't really matter that you were overpowered. It's like you got to find the person's weakness and exploit it, which in the old game, I was telling these guys yesterday, like my little brother is seven years younger. And so he's always, I always thought, yeah, he's an annoying little kid. And he always wanted to, you know, obviously I'm the coolest. He wanted to be like me. So like I would go to work and like, hey, man, you can play my PlayStation. Just stay in this area. And then I'd come back home and he'd gone up like 10 levels because he just played. He didn't know the difference. He was a little kid. And then when I would battle someone, I'd just be so overpowered. It wouldn't really matter. Um, but it doesn't matter. You could be a level 100. The bosses would, um, you still have to have some kind of strategy with it. So who was your favorite character to play as? Was it Cloud, Barrett, Aerith, or Tifa? Those are the four mains. Uh, for me, and I was telling you guys the other day, it was definitely Tifa. Just because if, if, if it does hit the fan, she's fast enough to run away. Uh, her... ATB gauge feels extremely quick. Um, and it's just kind of fun just to go up and punch stuff for a few minutes. Uh, with, you know, Barrett and Aerith, their range, except for Barrett's few trash melee weapons. Trash, And then, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Cloud was just kind of a mix. I think he was supposed to be your balanced character anyway. So, he, I mean, it, for me, it went uh, Tifa, Cloud uh barrett than Aerith, but i played i mean like you all saw from the stream i played pretty equally between them for the most part yeah i definitely had the same order tifa cloud barrett and Aerith. uh as far as play styles I, that i prefer tifa's abilities moves whatever you'd like to call them they're i think easily the best um barrett I, I don't know if it's really his fault that he wasn't uh is liked on the gameplay. I think he just wasn't as black. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I just don't think he was as involved uh, as we probably would have liked him to be, uh, especially through latter parts of the game. I think it was always felt more cloud and more Tifa and more Aerith than you ever had Barrett, really. That's just the way I felt. Uh, and you don't get a choice, which I know I'm sure you'll hit on here soon, uh, Bryson. But uh, yeah, I think. That, that was definitely my same order, too. I, I think a lot of it's just who you get to play with more, and we got more comfortable with those characters, and they're just more fun to play with. They just have better abilities. Yeah, I would say Cloud was definitely my go-to just because you're him most of the time anyway. Um, so I would use Cloud most of the time. Now, if someone was ever staggered, switch to Tifa because her whirlwind moved. You know, every time you hit them with the whirlwind, their stagger bar goes up from 160 all the way up to 200 or more, and then you can go back to Cloud or Barrett and have them all do their special moves or big damage. Um, I don't know. I've caught, Barrett kind of became like my secondary healer and magic user, <laughs> which is kind of weird because he's this big dude, big buff dude with a gun hand, and he's out here casting Kiraga on my people, um, uh, on the emo blonde dude and the curvy um, fighter chick. So um, I, I liked them all because um, they all had their different roles, like Aerith, she wasn't just my white mage. Like all her magic was good. So if she casts some fire uh, spell or poison spell, you're gonna feel it. Um, same with Barrett, but mostly Cloud. But just situational, you know, switch over real quick. Um, which that the the gameplay with the multiple characters reminded me a little bit of 15 and 12 mixed. Um, 12 infamously, or maybe not infamously, but you could set gambits on each character. So you could have. If HP is under 50%, this character will always throw a potion. Um, like you could customize them pretty well. 
So honestly, I think when we were in college, there's one weekend when Drew and I didn't leave our dorm and we played Final Fantasy XII and Legend of Dragoon, but we don't talk about that. But on twelve, if you, you could just walk up to an enemy and put your controller down, everyone was so like at all their um, directions where they would do everything themselves um, just based on the situation. And then 15, there's four people, but you're mostly, well, you're only Noctis, but you can tell the other people what to do um, in a situation. So it was a mix of those, but more hands-on, which was kind of cool. Um, and since we're talking about the characters and how they use them in battle, let's talk about the characters in general. Uh, so the four main protagonists are Cloud, Aerith, Barrett, Tifa, and then there's a character at the end you get named Red. Um, how did you guys, uh, how would you rank them on people you were most interested in, most developed, and who did you uh, like the most of just the mains for now, and who did you dislike the most, and why? Um, for the the main characters, like probably Barrett, just because he had more character than everyone else. I mean, Cloud's like the the like you said the emo no emotion until the uh the dance scene which top we top five scene that. in gaming <laughs> ever um for the npcs and the chicks were just draped over clouds so i mean that was their development the npcs <laughs> obviously the avalanche crew bigs jesse wedge uh, i think we, we all agree that jesse is the day one um well, we're gonna get into that one that's a key question yeah. <laughs> yes true. it is i didn't honestly i didn't care for uh wedge badger but uh i don't know he's, he's a cat guy though so that's a plus i guess yeah my man all right dave who's your favorite character of the main of the main group and who's your uh, favorite? yeah are we, i guess we're gonna talk about npcs at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> okay um yeah, out of the Bane characters, I think, yeah, it's, it comes down, Cloud is just a, your middle-of-the-road guy, just like you said in combat. he's He kind of helps all the other characters be who they are, I think. So he's not as, he's not as out there character-wise. Tifa is great on her own. Barrett uh, has a lot of great one-liners in this. He is a little over the top. Not a little. He is a lot over the top, but he has a lot of great one-liners through it, especially with his barbs with uh, Cloud. Aerith is probably my, out of the four, my most frustrating character. She just plays, unfortunately, a more a weak character, which is unfortunate, you know, uh, I'm not going to go into her being a woman as well, but it's just, wow, it, she's kind of, <laughs> no, I'm just, she just kind of plays a helpless character uh, in a lot of ways. And she's overly, I don't know. She kind of over, overplays that uh, just like Barrett plays overplays his character as well, just on a different degree. So that's a little frustrating to me. In combat, I wasn't as frustrated by her, but, you know, in the story, she just kind of plays a helpless character, so it's kind of hard to like her a lot. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, She's actually not helpless at all. She knows um, a lot more than she lets on um, pretty much the whole time. I couldn't decide uh, when you first meet her and you're uh, leaving the church uh, with old flower girl Aerith, is she charming or is she annoying? I couldn't tell. Um, I still can't tell. Um, right which the probably, fine line. Yeah. yeah Cloud, actually, Cloud actually really liked in this game. I don't know. Maybe it was because I was younger. And with uh, Final Fantasy VII with Cloud and Final Fantasy VIII with Squall, 
I could not stand those depressing, oh, the world is so bland. I got to be serious. I think Cloud, they kept him kind of kind of serious, but he had some great one-liners too. Like when he's in a dress, which we'll get to, um, Tifa's like, oh my God, Cloud, is that you? He's like, yes, it's me. I know I'm killing it. Now let's move on. <laughs> and then uh, some of his interactions with like Jesse, it's like, are really that desperate? Like he had some personality, but they didn't go... Uh, that made you work for it, which made you appreciate it. But he pretty much kept to the I'm the lone soldier type, but he gradually grew to to love his crew, whether he would admit that or not. Uh, Barrett, like you said, it's over the top. Um, I think the th- saving grace for me is that he has his adoptive daughter, Marlene, which shows a whole different softer side to him other than the come on, let's kill him. Let's stop Shinra. That this big brute of a man has this little daughter he adopted and would literally do anything to save her um tifa i think uh, dave and i had this conversation she's cool um but there's still a lot they could explore with her um i guess knowing from the old games who she is and stuff helps me out but if i was a um new gamer other than how beautiful she is um you really don't know much she you know she has a bar named the seventh heaven um not to be confused with that great show with jessica beale um <laughs> Or the uh, game teenagers play at parties, so they lock themselves in closets. Um, <laughs> and you know she knows Cloud from childhood, and there's only like two or three little flashbacks um, to that. But you don't really know too much other than she's not her head's not always in the fight. Like she feels a little bit more emotional about what she's doing with Avalanche. But uh, I think they could have developed her more. But maybe they're saving that for something else. And I guess that's what they're doing. Uh, and something for some people that haven't played the original game, this is just one of at least a few games that they're going to make along the storyline. So I think they just want to leave a few things a mystery and not give it all up front. Uh, it is hard when you're playing a game for the f- first time and this is all your <clears throat> that's all you get from a character through the whole story. But this is part of a bigger story, and that's one thing you got to really keep in mind. Yeah, and just to touch on that, like. The, the part of the game that this this whole game is is probably 10% of the original, maybe 15. So they just expanded on that part. Um, but, I mean, they, they, I think like they kind of touched on it with her, though, because they mentioned they were kids. They grew up together. Uh, and then he, Cloud starts to open up with her when, the, when they, like, walk around the town. But, I mean, yeah, they have a, they have a lot to build on with those two. Yeah, and obviously Cloud has some uh, things we have to learn about him as well. But I'm glad you mentioned that um, this game's probably like 10% of what the original was. Um, and to make a whole 30 to 40 hour game out of 10% of another game, you're going to have to give more credence to other uh, characters. And I think they did a pretty good job with the NPCs, which we'll get into next. So we have the Avalanche group, which is uh, Jesse. Um, who at one point, her parents work for Shinra, so she's from the top side. And she's down here with these heathens and peons now. We have uh, Wedge, who is voiced by uh, Badger from Breaking Bad. Um, I think True texts me, all he wanted to do was go smoke with Jesse and Skinny Pete. Um, <laughs> and then we have uh, Biggs. You know, if you played Final Fantasy, you know there's a Wedge and Biggs in every game. Um, just like there's a Sid in almost every game too. And uh, we learned that, you know, Biggs actually, he helps like a child, like a homeless child shelter school thing in this time. And you get to really, not that you didn't get to meet these characters in the original, but you get to really learn a little bit more about them. They get more screen time, they're developed. 
And then there's all the Shinra executives um, from Hojo, the scientist, a president Shinra to his son, to the Turks, you know, Reno and Rude, you see, and I, I can't remember the name of the other guy off the top of my head. And there's Scarlet. There's, there's so many. So of the NPCs, the secondary supporting characters, who is your favorite? Who is your least favorite? And who do you want to see more of? Um, I would say, oh, and by the way, the, the Biggs and Wedge thing is, is a Star Wars reference, just to double cross the, the nerdum right there. <laughs> this is uh, the way. Right. <laughs> the, I would say, like I was saying earlier, the, probably Jesse from the Avalanche side, just because they got more into her character than the others, because they're playing off the... Uh, the, the ladies for cloud, but I don't know. I always like the Turks cause they were kind of, uh, they even showed it in this game a little bit. Um, they're like the, almost like the mercenaries for the Shinra side. So they, I mean, they have a conscience too. So it's not like they just want to do everything just cause they're a big corporation that's trying to take over everything. So, I mean, even if you played the original, you kind of see that in Advent children, stuff like that. So probably Reno out of them. Um, but no, they did a good job of kind of showing the, what's the right word? I guess just how bad, like, the the execs were, like, Scarlet and Heidegger and um, oh, Ho- there's Hojo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ho- Hojo, the, the real creep. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, we can get to Don Corneo. Like oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he's, yeah. A, he's a video game Harvey Weinstein to me, man. <laughs> yes, oh. he is. Yes, he is. I mean, that song that Radiohead made about being a creeping weirdo, it's definitely Hojo and Don Corneo, man. <laughs> yeah, oh. Drew, do you have any more to say? Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with what Drew just said. I think this is, other than the gameplay, I feel like this this really drives the game, the NPC interaction uh, with the story. You just get so much of these characters that you did not from the original game. Uh, like Drew was saying, probably 15% of the game, 20 max, uh, of the original game was Midgar. Uh, so a lot of these characters are only in that part of the original game. Uh, so, so to see them see them fully developed is really cool. Uh, and you start to care, uh, care about them. Jesse in particular, you kind of have a love interest with her, I guess that's probably the main reason behind that. But wedge, uh, and his cats, like Bryson said, Reno and rude. They were, uh, I think it was rude, right? Yep. Ravaging yeah. rude. Yeah. Yeah. So those two, those two were very interesting to me too. I thought they were, you know, originally just going to be very dry, um, mercenaries, uh, but you kind of see a little bit of side of them. They're contemplating what they're doing. They're like, are these people really that bad that I'm going after? And all these things. They still do it, of course, because that's how they're making money. It's just uh, a dilemma that they're in, which makes them even more interesting. But really liked uh, Reno. Leslie was an interesting uh, throw in, I felt like, with uh, the whole Don Corneo part. It's kind of a little soft on a story there, but he's still a kind of an interesting character to throw in there at a time where there weren't a lot of NPCs in the story. Uh, but yeah, the, the three, they just expanded them so much. And yes, Jesse is Bay. We can all agree. All right. And uh, 
since we've mentioned him a couple times, old Don Corneo. So there is a Las Vegas. Uh, it's worse than Las Vegas. I talked about the bottom of Midcar being the slums. Um, there's a place that really takes that to the extreme. It's called the Wall Market. It's um, well, it's sort of like where anything goes. There's dancers and Vegas. Yeah, yeah, gambling and debauchery everywhere. Um, the sort of leader of this underground cesspool is a man called Don Corneo. Um, he will uh, have girls come to his uh, palace mansion and he'll pick one to be his wife and to be invited to his um, his mansion to be even selected. You have to get the uh, recommendation of one of the three, I guess you would say underbosses kind of of wall market. So there is a uh, lady M I'm forgetting their names, right? But Madam um, M Madam M who, who gives you a hell of a hand massage. If you pay the right money, this game have an M rating. I can't, I can't I've, even remember that portion oh. of the game should be rated M. Um, yes. she gives cloud a hand massage and whew, I've talked about not having pants on when I turn the game on, you should have pants on. Um, then there's the guy who's the uh, chocobo, the chocobo guy that does chocobo rides. Can't think of his yep. name. The Western guy, yeah. Yeah, Sam. he's Sam. the main character from Red Dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And then uh, who's the third gentleman that you have the dance? Oh, the with? dance guy. Yeah, um, it's Andrea, right? Andrea, yes. yeah, Andrea, one of the most flamboyant, powerful men in Wall Market. So we can't not talk about this. So. Uh, Tifa gets Tifa when you re meet with her up in the story. She's going to Don Corneo. She's got a recommendation from Chocobo Dude. Um, Aerith gets one from Madam M. Now, Cloud somehow he gets pulled into these hijinks where he needs to go to, and so um, he gets a makeover. So, gender fluid Cloud, he gets put in a dress. Um, depending on what choices you make, he might be in an exotic dress, uh, might be in a casual one, might be in a really conservative one. But there's a scene where um, Cloud's trying to win over Andrea, and they have to dance together on stage while Cloud's in a dress. It's one of the most captivating, awkward, fascinating things. What did y'all think about the whole like wall market in general and then the characters down there? They deserve a whole different section for how crazy and over-the-top they were. Yeah, that, uh, that, whole, that whole section just kind of changed the whole mood of the game because, I mean... Like it goes from just like a oh you're doing like your battle poses in the in the, in the practice session for the uh, the Andrea part and then all of a sudden you're on stage and then you're pretty much grinding on each other. I was like, wait a minute, this goes completely against what Cloud's been the whole game. He went from soldier boy to uh, I don't even know what we call it, but I mean th- those hips don't lie, I guess. I'm binary, gender fluid Cloud. Yeah, I think the whole section of the game just shows the different part of society. You got more avalanche slums, uh, really worried about everything. You got the people at the top that are worried about their dime. And then you got this wall market where everybody's just out to have a good time. There's people trying to make money, but really not trying to interfere with what anybody's doing because anything goes kind of like Vegas in a way. Um, Yeah, that was, but that whole sequence with Cloud. It just it brings a little light to the character. It's it's kind of like what you said, Bryson, about him having that comment when he's in the dress in front of Tifa. <laughs> it, it just shows a lighter side of him, and I think it makes him a little more human and not so stone cold. You've seen him dance and then 
then seeing him in a dress, I think he makes light of it, which kind of gives him a, you know, a different side. Oh, uh, it, it wasn't just dancing. It made me think of like the uh, 1990s Madonna Vogue kind of music. That's all I can feel like you could put that in the background, like move to the music. And cause like all the hand stuff he's doing when they're dancing, <laughs> if you don't even play the game, just go to YouTube and look up um, Andrea cloud dance. Um, you have to put, do button inputs while this is going on to get the dance moves right, but it's hard to pay attention to what button to press because you're just like, what am I watching? This is incredible, incredibly awkward because you know Cloud's the straight man, um, serious, and here he is opening up just to help save his friends. So, yeah, so he deserves all the ladies' praise. He's willing to get in a dress and put himself out there for you, Tifa, Aerith, Jesse, whoever. Hey, that's a that's a ride or die. Get you get you a Cloud Strike, ladies. Get you Cloud Strike. <laughs> And he swings an, an overly giant sword to compensate for something, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, Wait, Dave, hold on, we, be... for, we forgot an NPC. The trash uh, NPC, Johnny. Absolutely. Oh. Trash. <laughs> do you want to describe him for everybody out there? Uh, he, he's kind of like the damsel in distress, but the male version. And he's, what, what are they, the, the first time I think you meet him is he's blabbering about Avalanche, who their identities hadn't been unveiled yet. And then they tell him to leave, and then you meet up with him again. And yeah, I, I honestly didn't like that part where you followed him around town. But no, no, not at all. Yeah, but uh, he's just like a screaming cry wolf alcoholic is is kind of the way to put it. I don't know that he really is an alcoholic. He just kind of plays off as one. He's always in trouble, uh, always on the run. That's that's kind of what kind of character he is. Yeah, at one point he decides he has to get out. He's like, Tifa, I know you'll miss me. Don't try to stop me. And she's like, okay. Bye. <laughs> He's obsessed with Tifa. <laughs> I mean, there's worse people to, to admire. She has her own business, and she yeah, can fight. Right. Um, that house so special. <laughs> Dave mentioned uh, Reno. Um, he's a villain, technically. So, uh, Alina, that who was your favorite boss fight? And was there a boss fight um, that you were absolutely frustrated with? Even if you beat it, Reno was mine. He, um, like I said, this game boss fight for boss fight. So you're fighting the um, the thing in Shinra where you can, you know, disable its bombs and everything. You fall into a church, and the first time I fought Reno, I couldn't hit him. I'm like, oh, you're not supposed to win this. <laughs> no, I died. Until uh, I, so I, <laughs> yeah, so, so I figured out, oh, hit him with that Punisher mode, and it's OV, but. Was there a boss fight that you really enjoyed that you thought was fun, or was there any boss fights you're like, this is stupid? Um, there were a few that were fun, like the the Turks when they were both together was pretty fun. The Rufus fight was pretty good, and then the the last last boss I thought was really fun. Um, are we touching on the ones we hated? Yep, sure. Yeah, the house hated it. Oh my yeah. man! My man Matt Kyle texted me yesterday. He was so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one you all saw me on on Twitch, the the one where you got to kill all the tentacles. I'm not going to say the name of it because that's a huge spoiler. But yes, um, tentacle fight, A through Z. So oh my god! Like I was like, <laughs> I was waiting for one of you all to jump in and say you're doing it wrong, but apparently not. It was just uh, it was it was drawn out to be drawn out. I think like taking the stairs. <laughs> right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, I think Reno and uh, is it Rufus? Is that right? 
Yeah, Rude, Rufus. And, you know, yeah, Rufus is who I refer to. I think they're very similar, a lot of speed. So I had trouble with them just because Rufus, luckily, I played after Reno. So kind of knew how to go about it. But the speed really, if you don't know what you're to expect, because all the other bosses are fairly slower than them. Uh, yeah, that could really throw you for a loop. But yeah, I agree with Drew. The last boss, I think, was the best. It's just the most layered most uh use kind of everything so that's it's cool you use a lot of the characters also cool uh the rude reno fight really good uh, the house yeah i'm out on the house <laughs> I, I felt like i knew what i was doing and then i just realized that i do not so i, I just and, I, I got battled through it 40 minutes later 30 40 minutes later whatever it was i was finally finished <laughs> in in theory like i like the fact that the the hell house i think that's what it's called it changes its weakness like magic physical whatever in theory i think that's kind of fun but i don't got mad I, you're only what Aerith and cloud at that point they didn't have all the material on and i didn't know that going in um right. so and then your summons always come out at a point you really don't need them to come out so it's almost usually better to to hold on to your summons until it's like about to die because mm-hmm. they'll strategically have the summons be available like at part two or part four of a battle like nah, I can I can wait on this. Um, speaking of summons, um, they're magical creatures that can be summoned to help you fight. Uh, I know that's really descriptive. Which one was your favorite? And um, based on probably it's more probably for Drew than Dave, but Dave, you played the old one. What summon would you have liked to uh, had added to this game? Um, well, I didn't unlock the last two, uh, Leviathan or Bahamut. That Leviathan fights, I couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I would say probably Ifrit or Shiva, just because they're flashier. I mean, I used them in the end, but it was just to make the fight short. I didn't really um, depend on them. Uh, and the, the, the other ones were what? Fat Chocobo and then Choco and Mog, I think. And then so. a Chocobo Chick, if you pre-ordered it. And then oh, Carbuncle, yeah. if you pre-ordered it. Yeah, and see, then I Bahamut. Of them. I pre-ordered yeah. it, but I didn't get those. Um the one added, I mean, I'm going to go with Alexander just because it's a big castle. Oh, <laughs> uh, the big guy. Yeah. But because I think I think you can get Bahamut. So, I mean, he's the classic go to, which he's, he's just a big dragon, essentially. But yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I didn't really depend on him or I, I summoned him every time I could. But uh, like you, I, I'd wait. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, they, they still got three fourths of their health bar. I'm good. Mm hmm. I will say I didn't think they really did overwhelming damage during the game, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, they they didn't really overpower the gameplay, so that was good. But Ifrit, easily my best, just because I used them the most. The others didn't feel as effective. The Chocobo ones uh, just didn't feel as effective. Fat Chocobo was, was pretty good, but uh, yeah, I just didn't use Shiva as much. Ifrit, so Ifrit would be my favorite, and from the last game, I'm such a noob that I don't really remember them. I probably didn't even have very many of them, so I'm just going to stick with Everett. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of Bahamuts in the last one. There's like three or four, I think. Um, but yeah, I think I, I probably used Fat Chocobo the most just because it's funny. I don't know why. Um, and Choco and Mog were pretty funny, too. And Chocobo, because they're Chocobos, it's funny. It's cute. It is. Um, I didn't get Levi. I didn't even know you could get Leviathan until Drew mentioned it, and I wouldn't got him. Uh, wouldn't got him, but I haven't really used him in a battle. Um, 
7, like I said, I'm going to compare it to 15 in my head because they're both the PlayStation 4 ones. If a summon came out in Final, F- Final Fantasy 15, it was over. because was <laughs> Oh, it was over because they're take up the whole, they kill everything, basically. There's no chance you survive a summon attack, but they're also extremely random. I think I played over 100 hours of 15 and I never got Titan to come out once. Um, but as far as this game, I guess the one I would have added, you know, you have Fire Lightning, where's Ramu, Thunder, mm-hmm. the old old man. I would have just added him in because there's not really a Thunder summon. And there's not really a Water Materia. So Leviathan, they listed as like Element Nothing, but it's obviously Water. But yeah. Um, so now you ready? You guys ready for a tough, two tough questions, real tough questions? Bring it on. Real so tough. the ladies love Cloud, right? So. In this game, there's three interests. There's Tifa, there's Aerith, and there's Jesse. Now, I'm going to ask you a two-part question. This game, this goes back to the original game, too, a debate. Who is Cloud's true love for Cloud, the character? And the second part, if you were him, who would you pick and why? I mean, you have to go with Tifa just because, you know, it's the childhood thing. They're reunited after he gets his dream of being a soldier. Oh. Uh, Aerith, I mean, the, the the thing is, like, we've played the original, so we know all the stuff. But even though they kind of diverge from that, it seems like. But I, I think that you have to you have to go with Tifa just because of the childhood thing, and then the I don't know. That just seems like the answer for that. But I mean, I would go Jesse. Let's be real. <laughs> trying to trying to get some of that pizza. <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, in this iteration of the game, absolutely, Jesse. Uh, you just she's the most likable character they put on a screen. I think this time around, um, so that makes her the winner. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tifa just seems like the one. He has more history with Tifa, the childhood stuff, like Drew said. They, they kind of seem meant to be even then, even from the cutscenes we see in this game. Um, but obviously, yeah, he has this dream of being a soldier, so that kind of gets sidetracked. But that's that's who I would pick as well. Uh, well, I will agree with you on Jesse. Any woman that will make me pizza, even though she's been accused of being real thirsty, um, after you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you help her on the motorcycle, I think if you end with over with less than twenty um, percent damage, she gives you a kiss. Right. And if you don't, she just gives you a hug. What I mean, right on the back of the motorcycle, get my young jock on. Um, and then <laughs> afterwards, she's like, you know, my roommates won't be here tomorrow if you want to come over. I mean, I don't think she's thirsty. I just think she's being a modern woman. If she knows what she wants, she can do it, too. We don't have to have these gender roles assigned to us. followed it up with a psych, though. She was just trying to not make it too easy. You know, well, what about too easy. What about what she says on the, on the parachute, though, before you parachute? I can't remember what she said. Uh, what is what is it? Uh, something about a good time, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she says a lot of things that are. Uh, yeah, that's I like someone that would flirt like that in real life. So I'm, of course, you know, Jesse, and she can make pizza, and <laughs> that's all you gotta do for me. I'm a simple man. Um, as for who I think he really, the character, I actually gonna say Aerith. I know the whole Tifa. They grew up together and separated and reunited. Um, that's too cliche for me. I think Aerith, it, it'd be a better story because Aerith mentioned she had a ex-boyfriend whose name I won't mention that became a soldier as well. 
I think that's more realistic. Like they've each gone through changes and they come together. Tifa, she always says Johnny, man. But <laughs> I think trash. <laughs> trash. Wait, but no, isn't te- Cloud's technically just the rebound though? Well, yes, and Cloud. Well, I don't want to get too much into the game. Cloud yeah. is sort of a swagger jacker, but um, <laughs> sort of, <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. sort of. <laughs> That's putting it lightly, but. I think it's you know it will help her get over her ex boyfriend who was also in the military. Um, <clears throat> so I'm saying I think Aerith would be better because it's something new. Like Tifa, like I said, is your friend, but you should have shot your shot when you had the chance. Cloud, you're too busy being emo and wanting to be the next Sephiroth, who he mentions is a war hero that he looked up to. I think yeah, I think there's a moment in the game. Uh, I'd say probably two thirds of the way through. Uh, some woman in the past had told him who his who he needs in his life as far as a woman goes. I don't know if it was his mother was or if landlord. it was Tifa. It was, was the landlord. Oh, Marl. landlord. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, and basically describes Aerith to a T. So they they do hint at that being the better fit for him for sure. Wait, can we can we touch on what, like when you're following Tifa around the town and you got to change the filter? I was I was getting real like stuck in the stuck in the window vibes, Bryson. If you know where I'm going with this, when you go into her apartment. <laughs> oh yeah, that was very suggestive, wasn't it? <sighs> Let me just uh, change this for you. Mind helping me, Cloud? Yeah, right. Yeah, and this right. is why you do those side quests, by the way. <laughs> in the earlier part yes. of the game, because I don't believe yes. you get all that if you don't. So. Yeah, and then you pick uh, what dress you want her to wear, huh? Yeah. Just wanted to impress them. <laughs> okay, well, now that that diverted uh, a little bit, um, so <laughs> we really got into the story and characters, which is good. That's, uh, I mean, that's uh, the Mako, Mako. I'm sorry. All right. Speaking of that, get it the right. Original <laughs> game, the original game, you know, there's, it's PlayStation One. There's no sound other than music right. and that dro ass battle music. It's a real vibe. It's a real bop. Um, did you always think it was pronounced Mako? Like a Mako shark? In this game, it's like, oh, it's Mako energy. I can't remember what they said in Advent Children, if they said it at all. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to say, like, when I watch Advent Children, it kind of... I mean, that came out in, like, what, 2007? So that was mm-hmm. years ago. So I, I kind of based it off that. I, I guess I never really thought about how I used to say it, but I'm pretty sure it's always been Mako. I don't Kind of yeah. like Titus Titus. Oh, well, never oh is it Titus? It's Titus. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. My game. That's all right. <laughs> I my guy is Bryson. His name is Bryson. In my <laughs> oh, I thought it was. I'm definitely team team Mako for sure. Yeah, I'm team Mako. Wait, another another question is it is it Zidane or is it Zidane? Zidane, like the soccer player, right? I mean, <laughs> you would right. think. Yeah. Well, I think they should remake Final Fantasy IX, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the game in general, of the game we have. Would there be anything that you would change to make it better, or do you think it's fine as is? Um, I, I think it's fine as is. I thought they did a great job. Uh, amazing as is. I felt the only con, or I guess this is a good point to bring up cons of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would be the chapter fourteen side missions. Just that they put them all in there at one time. Not that they exist. It's just where you're at in the story. It's not a good time. Um, and the only other little things would be technical, which I believe the new systems will cut out a lot of. There's a lot of walking in between things, and I'm sure you guys experienced it a lot. 
where it's, it's clearly a loading screen if you know anything about games, but there's a lot of those and you have to pass back through them a lot, uh, especially on side missions. Um, the only other thing would be the triangle interactions <laughs> with trying to open a door. You have to stand a very, very specific oh, yeah. way. That drove me a little crazy, but uh, those are so small in the grand scheme. Uh, the game is beautiful and great in every every way, really. Hold on. Yeah, the I wish... climbing the climbing was trash. Like when you go across the monkey bars. Oh, you know, yes. go on the that was Gotta so get it bad. Perfectly right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have to. You don't know which way you're supposed to put the uh, joystick. Up. Yeah. Yeah, you got to look up to see how they how they align, and even then, it doesn't react how you tell it to. It's kind of like when you try to make a pass in FIFA and it doesn't go to the right person. <laughs> I'm not hmm. bad though. Not bitter at all. Yeah. Uh, something I would have liked to have different was. Um, you're sort of locked into what two or three characters you can use at the time. Something I've always liked in RPGs, and um, 15 had this problem too. Um, you you can be up to three people at a time, but there's never a thing where, hey, I want to be Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith. It's always like you have to be who you have to be. There's no wiggle room of the four characters, and especially on the, on the last boss. I mean, I probably would have kept it the lineup of the three they make you be, but... Maybe somebody else wanted to use the person who was left out of being controlled, you know, um, especially with only four people. I felt like they could have gave some more wiggle room of what trio or duo you wanted to use. The only time you can really pick differently is if you go back to the arena. If you do like the uh, hard challenges when you pick two people, you can pick well, only two or three because Aerith isn't in the story at that point. So um, that's one thing I would have liked to see different. And like you said, the triangle thing. I feel like there's a lot of games that have that problem where you have to line it up just right to hit a button yeah. to unlock a door. Like, come on now. Um, just to, but other than that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So other than that, yeah, it was um pretty good all around. The battle system um, was fun. And if you don't like that and you wanted to go old school, they had easier modes for people who just want to enjoy the story, which I would recommend someone doing if they just wanted an intriguing story to put it on easy mode. Cause pretty sure you can't die that way. Um, but yeah, I would, say it was a pretty great game I yeah was... just a touch base sorry on your on what you were saying about not being able to switch in and out characters i know we had a conversation about this i feel like it's a it's a real double-edged sword when when i played seven the original you have that freedom pretty much the whole game you can switch in and out there's a lot of characters to choose from yada yada uh, but i fell into the trap of only using a set three because i thought they were most integral to the story and I just I just felt like they were the characters I wanted to play as. But when you get towards the end of the story, you really need all of the characters. So I guess the good thing about them doing that in this is that you're forced to use all of the characters they allow you to use instead of you know leaving one out because uh, there are only four playable characters in this. But yeah, that's, that's just kind of my two cents on it. But I, I do agree. It would have been nice to have some more freedom towards the end anyways. Oh, yeah. If you ever play Final Fantasy VIII, there's a part of the game where you lose three characters for a while. <laughs> so... Rough. Nine's <laughs> the same way. Yeah. Luckily on eight, there's uh, several islands where you can level up really quickly at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, I guess it is a double-edged sword. So before we get into giving our ratings uh, for this game, um, I want to talk about something. Um, so after the game... You know, I'm so hyped. I want more. I'm talking to Dave about this. I think I beat it like four hours after he beat it. Um, like, I want more. And I'm reading all these reviews and going on YouTube and getting into comments. And people are very upset 
Um, this is a remake, but there are some changes made at the end. We won't necessarily get into all the specifics and people, these comments. Oh my God, I was promised a remake and this director Kingdom Hearts did this. I knew I shouldn't have trusted him. Blah, 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 blah. Um, what, what do you have to say about that? Did you want it to be a strict remake or are you happy with the, the changes they made in the story? They added several things. Um, or what, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's going to depend on how they follow it up, but who, who wants a one-for-one remake? Like, it, it's been, what, 23 years since it came out? Like, let them change it up a little bit. Um, I mean, I, it, again, it's going to depend on how they go through it, and we're not, if, if we're not going to get into it, I, I, I kind of see where they're going, but, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I liked it. I, I thought something else was going to happen at the end of the game, which I touched on with you two, but... Um, I'm interested to see where they go, and hopefully they don't take six years to come out with part two. Amen to that. Oh, they will. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was great how they went about it. Uh, like Drew said, we don't want a one. Oh, well, some people apparently wanted a one-to-one remake, but uh, I wasn't one of them. It's just it's kind of the same argument I have against things like the most recent Lion King. It's a lot of one to one, and I it's yeah. just not for me. You know, um, I'd say this: they really took it a, a modern approach. It's a modern game for modern gamer and people new to the series. It's super accessible. Uh, you can come in fresh and doesn't have a lot of the frustrating things we might love from the original game, but it's probably more accessible to more gamers, which. It's a good thing. I mean, in the in the end, it's great to expand the story and these NPCs we finally get to know. That's that's kind of thing. Yeah, like like Drew said, the original came out twenty three years ago. So go play that. I think this great this game did a great job of paying homage to the original, and it for the most part followed a lot of the original story with some things expanded upon. Um, I haven't played like I know the Resident Evil remakes are really popular. I don't know if those are exactly like for likes. It sounds like they are, but I mean, sometimes like for likes. Okay. But I don't see why you would have a problem with them switching it up. Um, I know before the game came out, I commented to you guys, there's a certain character I'm not going to use ever. Cause I know their fate in the original game. Mm-hmm. Now I don't. So now I might use this character more right. if we're able to switch between them um, <laughs> in following installments. Um, so I'm just looking at like some of the ratings people have, of given like it's got an 88 on metacritic um let's see uh ign gave it an eight out of ten rpg gamer gave it a, a four and a half out of five stars um pretty much you know eight of tens four or fives or higher across the board what would you give it since we're on the crab curious podcast it's out of five crabs how many crabs would you give it uh, i'd go with four and a half out of five so a nine. so better than better than onward <laughs> way better than that trash. This is uh, absolute hey, garbage. It was Drew, this is, not trash. This is yeah. This is Drew's new line of demarcation. <laughs> Onward is uh, the it's the new dang standard average. of the most mediocre of mediocre. Yeah, and if you listen to the last podcast, you'll see that uh, Sarah completely agreed. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> How could they do this to my boy Andy? <laughs> and Dave, what would you give it? Uh, I'd have to follow up with the same. Uh, it's it's right there on a 10 scale it'd be right you know nine nine and a half for me uh, there's a few just a very few nitpicky things that could be better but otherwise uh, close to one of the most uh, like a, a perfect game uh, very enjoyable i couldn't put it down so we, we finished it in four days so yeah. that tells you everything right there 
Yeah, I'd say uh, four, four and a half. Um, I, I'm just probably I like fifteen better because I love open world games. Um, that one might have been too open world, but they're like the same strat. The story is definitely a lot better in seven than fifteen because. Oh, but that's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, four and a half. I would recommend it to everybody, whether you played it before or not. Um, so yeah, everyone should go play it, and uh, it's a a great success. And as Drew said, um, they're smart. They released it right before the PS5 comes out, so I have to pay my five hundred fifty dollars to get my PS5, then wait ten years for it to come out with part two of the remake. <laughs> the PS6. Uh, oh, when I spend a thousand dollars on that, I'm just hoping my man Santa comes through this year. I ain't trying to spend that money. Let's, <laughs> let's spend the stimulus check on it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm been saving that to get a tiger. Personally. Xbox, um, Xbox all yeah. day. Yeah. Well, this is a Sony exclusive. <laughs> Um, well, year, if, if they go, if they go like Xbox is doing, though, they're not going to have any uh, titles that are exclusive to the Series X off the bat. So, first two oh, years, you you're going to be able to play. Two years. That was the question. That's the question <laughs> I was going to bring up. Is and there's, I think there's two theories on it. It's either no, it's going to be five years because they got to start from scratch, or they've been working on this in the background, and you're looking at two years. Which would I'm guessing you guys think uh, five is more realistic? I think three to five. I mean, they've got the engine built for it, but now they got to switch to PS5. So, yeah, yeah but I, uh, you would hope that would help them out. I don't know, but yeah, it is a. I mean, you do have to change a lot. So, yeah, yeah I'd like, like to let me, think. Let me just throw a quick timeline out there. Kingdom uh-huh. Hearts 1 came out. The same director. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> no, 1 came out. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. Don't do it to Kingdom us. Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in 2005. And then in between the 80,000 filler games. <laughs> yes. 2019. <laughs> 14 years. And that was uh, four years after they teased it after the e- at E3. Don't say it like <laughs> that. Yeah, I know. You hurt my feelings. Maybe they'll tease uh, Remake 2 uh, during the summer. Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah, at E3. Oh, they, they 2025. Will. Yeah. I, well, I think I want to say I think they've been working on it. Um, there's no way they haven't. So I knew this is going to be a success. But and I'd like to think, unlike Kingdom Hearts, there's a more clear direction of where to go because those Kingdom Hearts games, I couldn't tell you what the story is. Uh, all right. Especially, especially with adding and all the characters' names sound too similar from like the DS and PSP games and stuff. Like, ugh, and the organization uh, just too much. Well, um, I mean, the, the ending of this one. Everything is up in the air now. So, but, but compared to Kingdom Hearts, could you explain it to me? No. <laughs> the, the main games, I could. You sure? Yeah. Even the last one. Even the last one. <laughs> no, I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Trash. yeah, this one was this last. Kingdom Hearts three is an onward out of ten. No, oh, man, no. I did love. That's what I was saying earlier. With uh, I I will say I like Kingdom Hearts Combat, except for the the ATB breaks, uh, like they had in this. They're the water ride stuff. Mm-hmm. If they would have made that more like a limit break where it happened once in a blue moon, the gameplay would have been so much better on Kingdom Hearts 3. But no, you had this you know pirate ship every five minutes <laughs> and this water tea ride. Cups. Yeah, teacups. And that, oh, it was just so over the top. I think he refined the gameplay for this game that we just played and... Uh, he just messed up. Let's just give him that. <laughs> the thing up. is, though, that at the end of the game, I think there's eight characters. So, or like the original, there's like eight different playable characters. So You're like talking about seven? To, yeah, correct? so they're going to have to yeah. switch up something as you get more people in your party. Yeah, yeah. what did you guys... That Easter egg in of uh, a oh, character. Yeah. Uh, we can say the... it. 
I can say it. Kate Sith, yeah. Yeah. No, he was so devastated. I know. It was, that was cool. Oh, uh, yeah. He's. I was telling Dave in the, the, the original run, uh, we, we got to drop Florida like they. Never mind. I can't. That's a spoiler. I can't okay. say it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't say it. Break the uh, walls down. What'd you think of uh, what'd you think of Red thirteen, that is? I I think he's cool. I wish you wish you could have played as him. I know you pointed out you kind of meet Red towards the climax of the game. Um, but I think, you know, he's really intelligent, even though he's this savage animal, this uh, lab rat what do they call him? Lab rat dog. Um, yeah. and even though he helps you in battle, he doesn't really do anything. He's yeah. like so many old games like when uh, like especially like shooters you crouch behind and you have party members with you where they're not they're shooting but they're not really doing anything they're not killing anybody doing like 10 damage but i think it's uh, he's gonna be they didn't get to really expand on him if they would have I, I think it's smart to bring him up at the same time as he's brought up in the original just because that's i mean that is the location where he is introduced mm-hmm. but he's a very smart character that's got a devastating storyline in a way uh clearly a lab rat i'm not spoiling anything he's just a lab rat dog as they're calling him um yeah but he'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go with him uh just a cool character yeah and but you know they did, hold on they didn't they didn't touch on the thing from the original though i'm gonna throw out a spoiler warning so uh, i'll give it like give it like, like five seconds yeah whatever yeah. so <laughs> in the original he was supposed to breed with Aerith. mm-hmm and they didn't oh, he, really he touch changed on it. that. Yeah, he changed it to what Cloud and Sephiroth Soldier. is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, I don't even... Wow, see, I don't even remember that. So there's so yeah. many Ho- things in there. Hojo, Hojo is... We talked about John Cornet. Yeah, Hojo is a creep. Like, oh, it's bad. Well, uh, yeah, he'll science anything up that he can. He wants to see every mutation and every possibility. That's his That's his thing. So. Yeah, he's Dr. Frankenstein with For a heart sure. on Apparently, I'm about but... to read some Brett and Aerith fanfic. Let's go. Oh sure. shit! Oh, I forgot. Oh, the fanfic. Oh man, I gotta get on this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of cool that we have no idea where they're gonna go with things now, though. Because uh, even we're not gonna touch on them. Obviously, big story spoilers for the original, but it's cool that we're going a different direction and they've left doors open for themselves. Yeah, they um. They continue to reference in the game, you know, the old war with Wu Tai. There's a uh, key character you can meet at Wu Tai, and then um, other stuff with um, Hojo, the thing he has in his lab. It's a character that's tied to that. And then there's a um, a very abrasive character you might meet, which I think they're really going to have to tone him down um, if he's in the oh. future game. <laughs> yes. They, oh, wife beaten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's going to get me yeah. in the game, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think they'll tone him down quite a bit, but he'll still be – I think he'll be a oh. loudmouth for sure. Oh, uh, there's yeah. a lot of cussing in this game. I, I guess in yes, the rich, they just put the lot. characters – they put the characters whenever Barrett would say something bad. And, oh, they're like, oh, what the hell is this shit? And Cloud and he, cussed quite a bit, which is surprising because you would think, yeah. like, like we were talking, he's more of a middle character. You'd think he'd keep him a little more mm-hmm. innocent, <laughs> anyways. But uh, yeah, he cussed quite a bit. I don't yeah. remember who he called somebody a bitch, and I started laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, which is, I mean, it makes it more realistic. People cuss even if they live in Midgar. Um, so before we uh, get out of here, this game's a remake. Hollywood's full of remakes and reboots. If you had to pick, you can pick more than one, any like game from the 
PlayStation 2 Xbox era before down to Nintendo, Super Nintendo, to be remade like this, not upscaled, but completely remade like this, what would you pick and why? Uh, I'm going to stick with Final Fantasy and go with 6. I think with the technology nowadays, flashing out like Kefka would be... Oh, on. no. The the real villain of every game. No, the, he the one that actually it. succeeds. Yeah, he, uh, he wasn't playing. Or Chrono yeah. Trigger, I guess. I heard that's a rumor, Chrono Trigger. Um, they're going to redo it, which is a great game. I'd love to just see a Switch version of Chrono Trigger. That would be good enough for me. I'd also yeah. be in on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I would, I would say eight because eight was the first one I played. And I mean, I mean the character models—they're not as blocky as seven. I mean, they're like more based on how people look. But I mean, I, I just know they'd have to change the battle system because it was kind of easy. Um, which is, I'm glad I played that first. But I th- think eight would be good, other than yeah. another emo main character. But yeah, even starting. Uh, I haven't played a lot of them, but I think Final Fantasy is just a home run place to do it uh, as far as a remake goes. I think there's just a lot there. and Hell, they can make as many games as they want off of me. They're already trying, but uh, 10 could use even a little facelift. I've just started that, and a lot of the dialogue, uh, (laughs) graphics, that kind of stuff. But it's, I mean, it's a great game. Don't get me wrong, but it can still use a facelift. So uh, any of them would be great to see. Just, just make gotta a get rid of random battles. Just, just get yes. rid of them. Well, they would have to. Yeah, it's just like Final Fantasy VII. They did the same thing. So, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, guys. Well, thank you for your time today, and uh, we'll have to do this again soon. If anyone has any uh, suggestions on games to play or movies to review, I got plenty of time on my hands. Believe it or not, um, you get us Last of Us, and we'll make it happen. Oh, oh, don't, don't, I mean, don't bring that, that up. Wanna, it's a sore spot. I want to beat that game in two days because it can't be that long. Uh, I, mean, I might get nervous because the first one gave me anxiety. Fucking clickers. <laughs> Story itself. I know, right? Oh, well, I guess since we're talking about it, uh, since they're making a Last of Us TV show, do you have any mm. like dream fan casting you would would do for Joe Ellie or any of the side people from the first game? Wow, it has to be Ellen Page. <laughs> I mean, they had a whole yeah. rights lawsuit with that, and she still looks, you know. Yeah, she always looks young. The face that looks very young. So. What's I that? I don't know who would play. It's, what's the main character's name again? Is it Joel? Joel. Joel? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of looks I, like uh, Logan. like a, Yeah, Hugh you know, Jackman. I think he'd be great at it. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of good choices, but he'd be – Definitely towards the t- top of the list there. And I think the guy that plays Negan kind of looks like, I don't know how well his acting chops are. And, uh, Supposedly really good. Jeffrey Dean Morgan says I think that. he'd be, yeah, he'd be good too. Yeah. Which they're working on now with the, uh, with the head person at Naughty Dog, or at least for the story supervisor, director, whatever you want to call him, and uh, the guy that just did Chernobyl. So yeah, it's, it's very, very promising. Yeah, they got uh, big stuff coming. They got their uh, Uncharted movie with Tom Holland, which eh, trash. We'll see. Too too young. The onward out of ten. Maybe they're and, trying to go for a younger route for uh, you know a yeah. lot of sequels though. I mean, and, Nathan Fillion unfortunately missed his time window for that. I think he, Jeremy perfect. Renner kind of looks like him too, but he's yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I never thought about uh, him. But it it Mark Wahlberg, Sully, which yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. see how that works. You got to get like. Walter White to be solely or something like that. 
Right, I just don't think Wahlberg's accent is right for it. Of course, you can change accents, but he just doesn't have the mature... He's played so many comedy roles. He, he is comedic, but he's got to be a mature person. <laughs> yeah. Mark also Wahlberg's into the money-making part of his career. He's not yes. doing dramatic acting. I feel him, though. But All right, guys. Well, thank you for your time today, and I hope you all enjoyed. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right.